Hi and welcome to the Chad Show podcast. I'm Chad, your host. We are going to listen to a special program right now. I hope you are blessed by these programs. You can find me on your favorite podcast platform. You can find access to them to these podcasts on Google Podcasts, the Anchor app, Spotify, and on YouTube. I will link each in the description box below. All you need to do is to type in the search bar of Google and type in the Chat Show Podcast. Alright, now let's go to the podcast and I'll see you there. Aloha. so much some beautiful reminders of God's love and his care for us our call to worship is from Psalm chapter 148 praise the Lord praise the Lord from the heavens praise him in the heights praise him all his angels praise him all his hosts praise him Sun moon and praise him all you shining stars praise him you highest heavens and you waters above the heavens Let them praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded, and they were created. He established them forever and ever. He gave a decree, and it shall not pass away. Praise the Lord from the earth, you great sea creatures and all the depths, fire and hail, snow and mist, stormy wind, all fulfilling his word. All of creation sings in praise to God. And I invite you to stand for our opening hymn. It's hymn number two. All creatures of our God and King. Please stand.
Gracious Father in heaven, we lift up our voices to you. We join in all of creation in praising you. We lift up our hearts with everything that you have made to say, Alleluia, Alleluia, praise to our God. May our worship this morning be a sweet sound in your ears, and may you be able to hear, to feel the love that we express to you today through our worship. We express it through love in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, who first loved us. Amen. You may be seated. This time we want to invite our young people to come forward. It's time for our cakey story, and Geneva Godoy is going to have our, our story for us. Geneva, I think your microphone is right over there. So kids, come on up. Your jacket is on backwards. Sorry. And then you have dirt in your hand. By the way, this is flower, okay? Let's just say it's in there. Now, how do I look? Can you imagine me going to school like this? No, right? Something is wrong. So this is what it's like when we're mean to people, when we tell lies, when we don't do things that aren't right, maybe not sharing 
or not doing what God is asking us to do. But God is our heavenly merit. And when we read the Bible and talk to him, okay, um, he cleans the dirt in our hands. He fixes our hair. Ow. <laughs> gently, bro. Jesus does it gently. And then he even put our jacket right. How about now? So much better? Yeah, so much better. Just like God washes our way, our lives, he cleans our hearts so that we can be nice to people. He helps us to do right things so that we can live a happy life. Did you guys know that Jesus looked in the heavenly mirror every morning? No? Yeah? So in Mark 1, Verse 35 says, It was very early in the morning and still dark. Jesus got up and left the house. He went to a place where he could be alone. Then he prayed. So he would get up every morning and spend time with his um, heavenly father, talking to him, reading about him in the Bible. That's why he was able to live a, such a beautiful life. So whenever you guys get a chance to read a Bible or talk to God about your day through prayer, remember that he is always there waiting to see you, wanting to spend time with you right when you wake up, before going to bed, or maybe just in the middle of the day. So remember that he will always be there for you and that he will help you to go close, grow closer to him. Would you guys like to pray? Does anybody want to pray for us? No? Nobody? All right, I'll pray. Oh, would you like? All right, All right I'll pray. Okay. Dear Jesus, thank you so much for today. Um, I pray that you will help us to be like you and that we will live like you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, so young people, make sure you grab one of those baskets or buckets. Make your way all around the congregation and then head to the back when you're done. And one of our deacons and deaconesses will reach you back there. John, uh, John Bourne is going to come up and he's going to have our special music. He's going to sing now and then we'll sing again after Amen. our scripture reading. So John, 
welcome and thank you for participating. Praise Amen. God. Happy Sabbath, church. says I'm so much more so let them say what they want oh I dare them to try I'm gonna run no I'm gonna fly I'm gonna know what it means to live and not just be alive the world's gonna hear Cause I'm gonna shout And I will be dancing when circumstances drown the music out Say I won't Say I won't Say I won't Say I won't I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. So keep on saying I won't and I'll keep proving you wrong. I'm going to run. No, I'm going to fly. I'm going to know what it means to live and not just be alive. This world's gonna hear Oh, cause I'm gonna shout And I will be dancing when circumstances Drown the music out See, I won't See, I won't Say that I won't Oh, see, I won't Say I won't. 
Amen. Amen. Good morning, church. Happy Sabbath. Happy Sabbath. I'm happy to be here this morning. What about you? Amen. I think we all agree. It's a beautiful Sabbath morning. We are all gathered here in God's name to worship and to praise and to bring honor to his name. At this time, I'm going to invite the audience and viewers at home, if you can, to kneel for our next prayer. If you can't, you can be seated. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, our Lord Jesus Christ and Holy Spirit, hallowed be thy name. Lord, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as in heaven. Lord, we praise thee, we honor thee. We are here, gathered here, young or old, to celebrate your beautiful Sabbath and to think about you and to think about your creation. You are our life giver. You are our sustainer. You are the writer of our history. And you are the writer of each one of our lives, Lord. All the big and small miracles you have performed in each one of our lives, Lord. We have nothing to say but to thank you and to praise you for your great love and your son, Jesus Christ, your son, Lord. When we think about your great love of sacrificing your son to die for on the cross, Lord, truly we are unworthy of your love and we are convicted of our sin, Lord. We come before you with the repentive heart, contrite heart, repenting this morning for our complacency, taking you for granted, sinning against you, being separated away from you, Lord. We repent. We repent before you, Lord. Lord, because of your great love and because of your great mercy of forgiving our sins, Lord, we are gathered here this morning, bringing our supplications before you. There are many of us that are suffering from the disease, our family problems, individual toils and snails and all the obstructions and obstacles of our lives, Lord. Despite all of that, we will look at the cross of Jesus Christ and your great love empower us, Lord, so that we might be strong in you. Lord, wake us, wake each one of us and convict our souls that this is not a time for us to be sleeping, but for us to get up to serve as Gideon's men did in the history of Bible, Lord. Wherever we are, whoever we are, Lord, empower us with your love, with your word. Help each one of us to pray. Pray as we get ready for the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, Lord. Help us to love more, love you, and love our neighbors so that we can evangelize and preach your message wherever we are, whatever we do, even with the littlest things. Lord, help us to become the salt and light of the world so that we may fulfill our commission that our Lord Jesus has given us as his disciples. Lord, we are humbled before you. And as we listen to Pastor Travis bring the great message of Moses this morning, Lord, help each one of us to worship with our mind, body, and our soul wholeheartedly so that we may not only listen, but truly be convicted so that we may take that message home, embedded in our hearts so that we can exercise living faith as we move from day to day. 
as we prepare for the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. All the churches, organizations, ministers that are part of this great ministry, Lord, we ask you to bless them. And lastly, Lord, bless Pastor Travis as he brings us a message this morning. Be with him and convict each one of our hearts so that we may be blessed. Lord, you are the first and the last and you are everything to us. This is all about you and not about us. Help us to remember that as we think about our Lord Jesus Christ, our big brother, who gave us authority to pray in his name. I bring all these things in the name of our eternal Savior, Jesus Christ. And I close. Amen. Auntie Mary's prayer was so powerful that I was, I couldn't open my eyes. Amen. Scripture reading this morning is from the book of Isaiah 57, verses 16 to 19. I'm reading from the New King James Version. And it says, for I will not contend forever nor will I always be angry for the spirit would fall before me and the souls which I have made for the iniquity of his covetousness. I was angry and struck him. I hid and was angry and he went on backsliding in the way of his heart. I have seen his ways and I will heal him. I will also lead him and restore comforts to him and to his mourners. I create the fruit of the lips, peace, peace to him who is far off and to him who is near, says the Lord, and I will heal him. The song I'm going to sing is Jaira from Elevation Worship. If you know the song, please sing along. I've never been more loved than I am right now wasn't holding you up so there's nothing I can do to let you down doesn't take a trophy to make you proud I've never been more loved than I am right now Ooh. going through a storm and I won't go down 
I hear your voice carried by the rhythm of the wind to call me out. You would cross an ocean so I wouldn't drown. You've never been closer than you are right now. You are Jaira. You are enough. Jaira, you are enough. And I will be content in every Jaira, you are enough. He's forever enough, always enough, more than enough. He's forever enough, always enough, more than enough. I'll never forget how I feel right now on the mountain top. I can see so clear what it's all about. So stay by my side till the sun goes down. Don't want to forget how I feel right now. Jaira, Jaira, you are enough. Jaira, you are enough. He's forever enough, always enough, more than enough. He's forever enough, always enough, more than enough. He's forever enough, always enough, more than enough. He's forever enough. Always enough, more than enough. I know that I'm loved. I know that I'm chosen. I know who I am. I know what you spoke. I know I am loved more than I can imagine. And that is. you spoken, I know I am loved, more than I can imagine, and that is enough, Jaira, Jaira, you are enough, Jaira, you are enough. Content in every circle.
Jonathan. Perfect song. I hope we're not being fired at. Um, perfect song. God, all that we need is all. He is the I am. And thank you for that. How many of you like to snorkel? Okay, I see, I see a few hands go up. I, I, like, I, have, I have to admit, uh, I have to admit that uh, snorkeling for me, I, I still go back, I was just at, a, at Electric Beach, uh, not just a, a la, last week, and I'm swimming through out, out to the water, and if you've been out there, you know that you, you go out and there's this platform where all the, the warm, all the warm water from the electric plant comes out. I didn't realize what, we were celebrating something today. I want to, um, <clears throat> but we swim out there and there are fish all over the place. And those fish look really close. You know, I've never had fireworks shot off before when I got up to, to speak. So they mean they're celebrating special music because um, it's got a little late. Um, and I realized something as you, as you reach out, those fish look so close to you as you're, as you're, as you're out there. And you reach out like you think you're going to be able to touch one. And as your hand goes out, you realize that those fish are not nearly as close to you as you think they are. They're a lot further away than you think. And so, uh, and so I'm going to admit something to you today. And that is, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was listening to some of my sermons, and I realized that I have failed you. And the, ways, the reason I have failed you is because I realize that I'm not going as deep as I could or should. So today is going to be a little bit different experience uh, as I get back to my roots of expository preaching. We're looking at Exodus chapter 7. Exodus chapter 7 begins, as you know, the children of Israel, God keeps sending Moses back and it keeps not going well. And so we come to Exodus chapter 7 and it says, And the Lord said to Moses, See, I have made you like God to Pharaoh. And your brother Aaron shall be your prophet. You shall speak all that I command you. And your brother Aaron shall tell Pharaoh to let the people of Israel go out of his land. Remember, they started with, we just want to go worship. We just want to go a couple days away. Now he says, you got to let him go. And, uh, and your brother Aaron shall tell Pharaoh, let people go. But I will harden Pharaoh's heart. And though I multiply my signs and wonders in the land of Egypt, Pharaoh will not listen to you. Then I will lay my hand on Egypt and bring my hosts, my people, the children of Israel, out of the land of Egypt by my great acts of judgment. The Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord. Verse 5, when I stretch out my hand against Egypt and bring out the people of Israel from among them. Moses and Aaron did so. They did just as the Lord commanded them. Now Moses was 80 years old. Aaron was 83 when they spoke to Pharaoh. Verse 8. Then the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, When Pharaoh says to you, Prove yourselves by working a miracle, then you shall say to Aaron, Take your staff and cast it down before Pharaoh, that it may become a serpent. 
So Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and did just as the Lord commanded. Aaron cast down his staff before Pharaoh and his servants, and it became a serpent. Then Pharaoh summoned the wise men and the sorcerers, and they, the magicians of Egypt, also did the exact same by their secret arts. For each man cast down his staff, and they became serpents. But Aaron's staff swallowed up their staffs. Still, Pharaoh's heart was hardened, and he would not listen to them, just as the Lord had said. Two weeks ago, the sermon would have been, God is more powerful than the Egyptian gods. Believe in him, he'll help you go home. Okay? And that would have been great. We, 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 we would have made that into a fantastic message. But I said, you know, I, there's got to be a little bit more going on here. And so I want us to go back to Exodus chapter 7, verse 1. And I want us to start out with the very first phrase. And I want you to rack your brain and think, does this sound familiar? Have I heard this somewhere before? Exodus chapter 7, verse 1. And the Lord God said to Moses, Behold, I have made you like God. that phrase sound familiar at all from anywhere else in the Bible? I'm going to let you think about that for a little bit. I'm going to let you think if you've ever heard that phrase sometime before Exodus chapter 7 and verse 1. God says, I will make you like God in the eyes of Pharaoh. And of course, we go through the rest of the story. God says, go and appear before Pharaoh. And it gets to the point where just as God had said, Moses and Aaron appear before Pharaoh, and Pharaoh says, I don't believe in your God. Show me a sign. Show me something that will make me say that I need to do what your God says. You see, I've got all these other gods over here, and I think that they're powerful, and I think they're pretty awesome. And so I want you to show me that your God has something that I should, should bring, that I should pay attention to him. And so Aaron does exactly what God said. Aaron casts down his staff, and his staff becomes a... We're going to pause. And we're going to go back to Genesis chapter 1, verse 21. And I'm going to ask you a, quiz, a question. Don't, don't, don't go to Genesis 1, 21, okay? Because I'm going to ask you a, a trivia question. Ben here, Ben, ben Wonderlich, he's our, Ben and Chelsea, they're our coordinators for the Pathfinder Bible Experience, where we ask all kinds of questions from the Pathfinders, okay? We're going to try this. <clears throat> what was the very first thing God created? Okay, we say birds and fish, is that, is that? but there's a very specific thing that, that there's the very first thing. Thing that is mentioned in Genesis chapter 1 verse 21. It is the great sea creatures. Okay? The great sea creatures. And you say, is that really significant to Exodus chapter 7 verse 1? Well, see, here's the thing. <clears throat> Hebrew is not like English. Hebrew is a bit more 
um, what do I want to call it? A bit more of a symbolic language. In English, every word means something. Okay, every word you have to have just right because it means some Hebrew is a little bit more, uh, hmm, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a little bit more flexible. It's a little bit more romantic, if you will. Okay. The word for what God creates in Genesis chapter 1, verse 21, that very first creature is the tanin. T-N-N. The tanin. Okay. And the tanin was symbolic of something. It was the very first thing that God had ever created that had in it the breath of life. The tanin represented to anybody reading in Hebrew, God's life-giving power. The tanin showed that God was the giver of life. Now, how do we translate it? We translate it as the great sea creatures. Why? Because it's actually tananim. And in Hebrew, when you see an I am, it means you're probably dealing with a plural word. Okay, so the great sea creatures, we sometimes translate it as whales. We sometimes translate it as crocodiles. It can also be translated as dragon. It can also be translated as serpent. Okay, the tanin, the tanin. The very first thing that God created that had life. And it represented God, the life giver. When Aaron casts down his staff, it becomes a, a tanin. See, in English, we don't get that. See, in English, we get a serpent. But when Aaron threw his staff to the ground, it became something that the nation of Israel would have well understood. That they were seeing the living embodiment of God's life-giving power. That staff became a tanin. And so any of the children of Israel who saw this, who heard about this, would know immediately that the God that sent Moses, the God who was with Aaron, was the same God who had given life to the Tanin, the same God that had brought about the world in creation, the same God who was the life giver. They were dead in their slavery. And through this casting down of the staff, God is saying, I am going to bring you new life. I am going to take you to a new place. I'm going to give you a new identity. This is your tanin. And as the serpent, the tanin, slithers there in the courts of Pharaoh, he calls for his wise men, his magicians, his wise men, his magicians come in and they too take their staff and it says through their, through their magical secret arts, they cast down their staff and their staff also become a, no, not a tanine. <laughs> that was, I'm sorry, man, I set you up for that one. It does not become a tanine. It becomes something different. I'm going to take you back to Genesis chapter 3 and verse 1. A little bit different story. 
still in the very early moments of Earth's history. The woman is in the garden, and the Bible says something was more crafty than all the other things that God had created. The serpent. The word is nachash. Okay, so it's, it's, it's N-H-S, but the H is a guttural. Okay, so it's a nachash. Okay, want to try that? One, two, three. Nachash. Okay. The nachash was more subtle than all the other beasts of the field. And the nachash comes to Eve and begins to ask her a few questions about God. Did God really say you can't eat from the fruits of all the trees? And she says, oh, no, no, no. We can eat from the fruits of all the trees. No, Mr. Nachash. We can eat from, it's just this one tree here in the midst of the garden. That's the one we can't eat from. And then Nachash says, why not? Oh, because God told us that in the day we eat of the fruit of that tree, we will die. And the serpent says those famous words, you will not die. And then what does he say? You will become like God. What was it that God said to Moses and Aaron in chapter 7, verse 1? I will make you like God in the eyes of Pharaoh. The serpent, the Nahash, says to Eve, you will be like God through your own actions, through your own way of doing things, through your own wisdom, through your own strength, you will become like God. When God talks to Moses and Aaron, he says, I, through my power, through my ways, through my life-giving self, I will make you appear like me. You see, there's two ways. There's the tanin that trusts and believes in the life-giving power of God. There's the tanin that represents God, the life-giver, the hope-giver, the redeemer. And there's the nachash. And so when those Egyptian sorcerers and magicians cast their staffs to the ground, what do you think they became? Now you're like, dude, I know that. I don't know. It's like, okay, it's not serpent. It's not tanin. They became nachash. There you go. They became nachash. Nachash is what sought to deceive Nahash is what sought to tear away from God. Nahash is what sought to bring death and sadness and misery. Nahash came from the evil one. Tanin came from the life-giving one. 
And so there, even though as we read it in English, there was a serpent and a bunch of other serpents, it was really the life-giving, loving, redemptive power of God. Versus the confusion, the soothsaying, the death that came from Satan. course you know what happens the tanin swallows up the nahash the life-giving redemptive saving hopeful power of god swallows up the doubt the deception the sickness the sadness and the death that satan brings children of Israel saw that God was offering to them his life-giving, life-changing, redemptive power. It wasn't just one snake versus some other snakes. It was the life-giving power of God versus the life-stealing power of Satan. And the life-giving power of God overcame the death, the destruction that was sought. Yahweh is a God who gives life. Yahweh is the God who brings newness, whose mercy is new every morning. He is the one that seeks to bring newness to our lives. Something else that would have been noticed in the courts. I have a couple of pictures. Hopefully we'll uh, be able to get them up. You see, the Egyptians had several gods. One of their main gods was a god by the name of Ra. Ra was the god of the sun and was powerful during the day. Now, in your picture up there, you're going to see Ra. He's got his little bird hat on. Well, okay, he's the big guy with a balloon on his head. Don't know you notice, by the way, you see the balloon on Ra's head. What's coming out of that balloon right above his beak? That's a serpent. Okay? Now, if you look carefully, he's holding a staff in his hand, and he is surrounded by what? If you look carefully, he is surrounded by a serpent. All right? Let's look at the next picture. These are, these are Egyptian hieroglyphs. Next picture. There's Ra. He's okay. still got his balloon on the head. He's a great balancer. Got his staff in his hand. There in front of him, facing him, just a little bit taller, is a what? Another serpent. And if you look, squiggling all around him there on the hieroglyphs and coming out at the bottom here is a... You know who that serpent is? That serpent is Mehen. Mehen is the serpent god that protected Ra as he made his nightly journey, and that's what he's doing here. He's on a boat. He's making his nightly journey through the underworld. And Mehen protected Ra. Except what happened to Mehen in the eyes of the Egyptians there in the court of Pharaoh? He got swallowed up by Yahweh's Tanim. Ladies and gentlemen, there's nothing that Satan can throw at us. There's nothing he can do to us that the life-giving, redemptive power of God cannot overcome.
God wants to bring life. Only God gives life. Only God travels with us. Not Mahen. Only Yahweh, only God travels with us to protect us in this world. And only God restores, redeems, and saves. That's what I want you to walk out of here when you see that story. The Tamim, the life-giving power of God. Who gives life. Who walks with us and protects us. Who redeems, restores, and saves us through the gift of his son, Jesus Christ. I want you to stand together as we sing our closing hymn, number 340, Jesus Saves, hymn Jesus saves. We want to remind you, if you are visiting with us today, to uh, stop out the back doors, pick up your gift, 
Lunch will be served on the lanai. If you would like, if after the service is over, our friends from the Chinese Vietnamese church are going to have a baptism here. So if you want to stay uh, and a few extra minutes for that, you are invited to do that uh, if you so choose. And now glory be to him who can keep you from falling and bring you safe to his glorious presence, innocent and happy. To God, the only God who saves us through Jesus Christ our Lord, be the glory, majesty, authority, and power which he had before time began, now and forevermore. Amen. Thank you for stopping by the Honolulu Central Seventh-day Adventist Church online service. Please come back next week for another sermon by our pastors. So thanks. You guys have a happy Sabbath. We'll see you next week. Aloha.
Thank you for stopping by the Chat Show Podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's program. Please remember to come back for more interviews, programs, music, and others that you might enjoy. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast or YouTube channel of Chad Show. And I hope you have a great day in the Lord. Aloha.